Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Baseball family, welcome to your source for the 2022 MLB playoffs with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Briggy Blue Eyes. Thank you for joining us live as we watch history in the making. And now, baseball together. Welcome, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am Brad, and this week we are joined on my left by Melancholy Brig. Brig, tell us how you're feeling today. I don't feel good. (laughs) You don't feel good? No. I can't even fake feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even possible for me to, like, pretend. Um, I believe you, and you know what? To be honest with you, it's because of the way the Yankees played. I wouldn't yeah. be happy at all. No. Zero Not even a little bit. Happy, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into that in just a minute. I'm but glad first you're up, here. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm here. I'm here. Normal Brad is here because I'm I've moved on. I'm over it. I'm past it, past the Mariners losing, and that's fine. Not not a big deal. Well, it's a big deal, but anyway, we'll talk about that in the offseason. But anyway, let's get into this week's show. First, we have some current events we want to get into, and then we're going to wrap up the League Championship Series, the ALCS and the NLCS. Okay, first first things first, Brig, we have a manager who's already been hired. Amazing. It is amazing because that's... This happened way faster than I ever would imagine. But Bruce Bochy has been hired by the Texas Rangers to come in and manage that mess. Um, it's a huge mess. They they signed him to a three-year deal, which is pretty good. Um, I feel like gives him enough time to come in and kind of get things right next year and then maybe potentially make a run in the next two years after that. Because they have a ton of talent on that team. They do. It's going to be heavily dependent on how he does managing the talent and what other resources they can provide him to back it up. And the resources he needs to back it up is the pitching because they don't have it. Well, and I want to see what happens developmentally, like down the line with the farm system. It's not just who's in their system right now, because if he's there for three years, it's going to come down to, you know, who they're feeding him in the pipeline and how they're managing trades and different things like that. Like that, I'm I'm concerned about that as much as I'm concerned about his on-field performance with the current roster. Well, because I mean, with the with the current on-field roster, you've got Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Adolis Garcia, and I feel like Jonah Heim is an underrated catcher. That dude is is I don't want to say really good, but he's good. He's a good catcher. He's solid. Yeah, you know, and I don't. But know, is I, there somebody in the farm system better? And now now that we've seen Jeremy Pena just totally demolish Carlos Correa's legacy in one <laughs> postseason run. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, who else is sitting there waiting in the wings, you know? So yeah. it's, 
it it feels I don't know. This is a little bit like of an embarrassment of of riches, I guess. And as a Yankees fan, I can say that to kind of quell my mourning just a little bit. But I feel like, um, but I feel like there's a lot of young talent coming up, and good enough isn't good enough anymore. Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. Yeah. Adley Rutschman's a great example. Gunner, uh, what is it? Henderson. Gunner Henderson's a great example, uh-huh. both in Baltimore. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I think Quan showed us that. The entire Cleveland staff showed us that this season. We got to see well, it in. I feel Houston like the big thing well. that Cleveland showed us this year was that you don't have to be a great team if you have great pitching. Yeah. And it can be good enough to get you into the playoffs, get you through the wild card. Um, yeah, but the know. LA had great pitching and didn't didn't advance. Right. Well, it's because they basically advanced past the wild card. Great right. pitching alone doesn't get you past the the division. Exactly, teams. it doesn't. Same with uh, the, and then if your pitching falls apart. Even if they're great, they still have to perform in the postseason. That's what the Mets showed us this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm still hurting. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm a little bit angry. <laughs> so Bruce Bochy is going to be around for three years uh, with the Texas Rangers. Uh, for those of you who have not been keeping up on Bruce Bochy, I am a Bruce Bochy aficionado. So not really. No. no. But he has been coaching the French national team, which I think is – for real? So interesting. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, so interesting that that's, that's that like what he's been up to. I don't know. Well, because he was with the Giants before, right? Yeah. First he was he was with the Padres, then he was with the Giants. Retired. Yeah. Decided to go to, I guess, spend time in the French Riviera, something like that. I don't know. Maybe that's how he ended up with the French national team. And now he's smart dude. With the Rangers. I can think of worse ways to spend your retirement. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and je parle a little bit, so you know I could do that. <laughs> there you go. I no, used to parlay a whole said. lot. <laughs> you did parlay a whole lot. You're right. I, used I did to parlay a whole that lot. Much. <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> but speaking of managers, old guys, the Astros are already planning on inviting Dusty Baker back to manage the Astros. His contract is expiring. I think he's yeah. absolutely earned it. I don't know what he'll say, though. I don't either. I mean, he's a lifer, right? So it's almost yeah. like it's a super dead that he would say yes and he would come back. It but is. But at the same time, he's old guy. So Well, yeah. And I don't think it's the old guy because he wants to live out the rest of his life doing something else or, or take no, it I easy. No, I don't think that's what it I, is. I think he's an old guy. He's like, what's the next challenge? Oh, see, and my thing was like, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I I really do think he'd be like, I wonder where I could do somewhere else. You know, if I could really help turn it around somewhere else, like just as a challenge, just for fun. If he could turn around Anaheim, he does. He right in Anaheim and a lot of places need yeah. Dusty Baker. Right, could benefit from Chicago. Could benefit from Dusty Baker. Oh, speaking Sox. of Chicago, you know what I saw today. The White hmm. Sox are thinking about talking to Ozzie Guillen. Really? Back again. Huh. <laughs> I feel like it didn't go well last time. Why would they do that? 
because if you played for the White Sox or you managed for them previously, they want you back again. I feel like that's, I know. that's all it is. They have their list of like, here's our alumni. Let's go through. That's how Yankees are, man. It's absurd. Yeah, it is. And absurd. it's not working. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of the Yankees, let's get into this real quick break, and then we'll get okay. into the the league championship series. So I saw this this video. I didn't get. I don't. I haven't been watching the post game lately. But I saw a video of the TBS post game show with Pedro Martinez, like actively jeering the Yankees. Yeah. Talking about how the Astros are their daddies and everything like that. I'm curious, yeah. as a Yankees fan, how do you feel about that? Like, tell me first. How about this? Tell me first, as as the the unbiased, neutral party that you are in front of a microphone, and then after that, tell me about how you feel about it as a Yankees fan. It, my baseball together, baseball fan perspective is this is great. And it feeds the storylines, and it's like he was a Yankee rival, who's one of the greatest pitchers in the Red Sox organization. He faced the Yankees all the time, and it was always a slugfest. It was just, or he dominated, you know. It's, it, plus the thing with Zim and throwing him down, like there's a lot of the storylines between Pedro and the Yankees, right? That's just him by himself. <laughs> it doesn't have to right. be yeah. Yankees-Red Sox. All the, it's just texture to the Yankees-Red Sox thing. So for him to take advantage of this platform and to use it to soak the fire and tease and whatever, like I, as a baseball fan, I think it's good for the sport. I think those storylines deserve to be told repeatedly because that's what keeps the sport alive and keeps it going. Now, as a Yankees fan, I hate it. I'm so mad. <laughs> it's salt in the wound. It's like, and we have to sit there and like hold the wound open, you know? <laughs> and we're like, give it to me, Pedro. You know, like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. But it's infuriating as a as a Yankees fan. As a baseball fan, I think it's awesome. That works. The same with, with yeah. David Ortiz when, when his bigness said, die, Yankees lose. Like, that was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious. And it's hilarious. like, what, what yeah. are you going to do? You know, as a Yankees fan, you're like, you know, grumble, grumble, shake my fist. But as a baseball fan, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. And and this is one of the things is that, like, I do feel like the national broadcast, like, has to be somewhat, like, at least feign neutrality, right? Like, you can't be, I don't bit. feel like the national guys can be actively cheering for or against the team. Like, yes, it makes it more fun. But at the same time, like, to that extent, I was kind of like, hmm, not a great look. But then on the other hand, I was like, Yankees fans are so arrogant that they True. do kind of have that coming. Like, that's, that's one of the things is that, like, if you're going to dish that level of arrogance, you've got to be able to take that level of ridicule when your team loses, right? Seven million because, percent. Because every Yankees fan acts like they've been alive for all 27 of those titles. Every Yankee fan claims that, like they were there for it. I was hey. in the stadium when the babe hit it. I was there. <laughs> he called a shot. I saw it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It, you're right. We do carry that sort of like, it's like our little fanny pack. We, we wear it everywhere we go. Yep. I agree with that. Also, we have more than you. So... 
27 more than me. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> thank you for never showing up. Um. <laughs> but no, I just thought that was an interesting thing. It is. Saw, uh, after all that. Okay. And it's now, good. It's just a good thing. Yeah. Brig, you want to tell the baseball family about the survey real quick, and then we'll get into the league championship series. I so bad want to tell them about the survey. Baseball family, we have a survey. It's just a handful of questions. It'll give us an idea of what stuff we're slinging that you're loving, what stuff we're slinging that you're hating, and a couple of opportunities to benefit from it, specifically with uh, discount codes to the shop at 9plusus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. 9plusus.com is where we get all our sweet merch that we design ourselves, by the way. It's really cool. Um, And I will go ahead and put a link to the survey in the description right now give you an opportunity to jump in there and fill it out Um, a lot of the questions we have pertain to uh, interview episodes and different types of episodes that we do so go ahead and jump in there let us know how you feel and the coolest opportunity um, among others is the chance that we're going to give you to jump on a call with brad and i to discuss um, your thoughts and feelings your ideas and we want to we want to adopt some of those ideas. We think it's kind of a cool way to interact with us and for us to interact with you. So we're pretty pumped about it. Right. I have one thing in particular that I want to address. Our do friend it. on Twitch, will you please jump in and do the survey? We are yes. so curious who you are. We want to get to know who you are because we refer to you as Twitch Taylor because we have no idea. Yeah, we picked no a gender neutral name that yeah. was an alliterative with Twitch. <laughs> we call you Twitch Taylor. We're pretty excited. To get to know you a little better, Taylor. So jump in there and let us know how you're feeling about stuff, what you like, what you don't like, and what we can do to better serve you. So anyway, take it away, okay. Brad. Okay. All right, let's get into the NLCS first. Let's start there. Um, we're going to prolong the agony just a little bit for you, Brig. Um, but first thing, like, I have to say this before. This has been the most boring playoffs that I can remember. Wait a minute. I have to contradict you. Half of these playoffs have been awful. Half of these playoffs have been awful. And not the yes. whole playoffs, just the championship series. That's There it is. Yes, the championship series. There were nine games. I know. What the crap? What is up with that? Well, and four of them were just not even that fun to watch. Yeah. But five it, of them were some of the most exciting games we've seen in a long, long time. So the Phillies and Padres, I feel like, were pretty evenly matched up. That's the one I'm talking about. The Yankees-Astros series was not even exciting. Whether you're a Yankees fan or not, it doesn't matter. And you were super upset the whole time, it doesn't matter. If you're an Astros fan, you were like, I'll bet you still Astros fans are like, woo, we saw this coming. Move on. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep, they did. But so I feel like the Phillies and Padres are pretty evenly matched up, but the Phillies did a better job capitalizing on mistakes than the Padres did. And that was one of the bigger differences. And also home runs. Like, yeah. The Phillies hit yeah. timely home runs. There's that. So the Phillies won this series four games to one. They outscored the Padres 25 to 19. Pretty evenly matched there. Um, some pretty close games. Bryce Harper was your NLCS MVP. He went eight for 20 with three doubles, two home runs, five RBIs, and the clinching go ahead homer in the bottom of the eighth inning of game five. I watched that home run on instagram like at least 10 times in a row did you watch it with the the audio from moneyball yet 
I did, and it was amazing. Is, that's the best thing I've seen in a long time. That was really cool. That's one of the best baseball edits out of all, the entire baseball economy. That's one of the best edits I've ever seen in a really long time. Baseball family, if you haven't seen it, they overlaid the Bryce Harper moment and slowed it down just a little bit to match up with the music from the last bit of Moneyball with the game time announcers and the music and everything and Bryce Harper's home run. And it is perfectly suited to the situation. You know what I was thinking as I was sitting there watching it? Is I was getting ready to do the make the same edit next year when Julio Rodriguez hits that home run. There. Oh, I was there when Brad <laughs> called his shot. I was there. <laughs> that's that's what I had. I was thinking. I was like, "This is pretty cool." You know what? Make it even cooler is when it's Julio Rodriguez yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah you funny. Happen. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. true though. It's. I mean, if it's going to be anybody at this point, it'll be. It, really yeah. But no, Bryce Harper had an outstanding series though. Like that guy just sh- shows up for the playoffs. Yeah, he has. Every time he's been there, he's got like like I was looking today and like his OPS is like one or is a like nine fifty or not? It's like nine seventy, yeah, almost at one point oh, well, almost at a thousand. Dude just produces during the postseason and it's awesome. Like, yeah, I love watching it. Um, but also, Reese Hoskins had four hits and all four were home runs. Um, that's just what that dude does, right? He hits him when, yeah, he, when he needs. Him. He's so clutch, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think the Phillies fan base has been saying that for years. And the rest of us are like, prove it. And now he well, because, is. Because awesome. the thing that we don't see, the thing we don't see as an outside observer, as a casual like Phillies game watcher, right. is you don't see those moments from Reese Hoskins. You see a guy who is super hyped up, but is kind of streaky. right? Yeah. We're, what we're seeing is streaky. What they're seeing is he comes through in the moments that matter. Yeah. And yeah, he I agree. certainly did this series. And yeah, in front him. of a in front of a live audience this time. Just kidding. Ha <laughs> ha! It was a joke. <laughs> a live studio audience, but the rest of the the world, the rest of the baseball world, got to see it. Is what I mean. And it, you're yeah. right; it's awesome. Yeah. Um, one of the big big problems that the that the Padres had was Trent Grisham cr- came crashing back down to earth. This is the Trent Grisham that we knew from this year. Yeah. Uh, he was hitless in the entire series. Absurd. I think if he gets three hits, this game, this series is still going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. If one of those is a bomb, yeah. Yeah. The thing about Philly, though, is they were able to string together small ball opportunities on top of home runs. They played right. fundamental, well-rounded baseball. Not that the Padres didn't, just that the Phillies did it better and in key moments, right? When the Padres right. didn't show up and made it just a small mistake here and there, the Phillies were there to clean it up. And that that's what turned it around that's the only that's the only thing that happened yeah well and the thing too that we talked about this last time was that the phillies didn't have to be super aggressive no they didn't have to force the throws from the outfield they didn't have to force guys to throw strikes from the outfield they were they could be conservative on the base pass because the next guy was going to come up and he was going to take care of business for him yeah and if the phillies can do that in the world series like i like i said we're not going to get too deep into it but i think that they'll win if they can do that there's no stopping them if they do that we're gonna we're gonna talk about it I'm not going to comment right now. I'm still yeah. angry, but we'll wait. We'll let let Brig marinate just a little bit longer. <laughs> Thanks. But one of the other one of the other big things with this series, though, is that like I was my big concern was Philly's pitching. 
because it was such a question mark and such a problem for most of the season that I was yeah. like every game I was like, okay, they've got the lead, but the bullpen's coming in, and right. here we go. Yeah, it wasn't the happened. starting pitching; it was the bullpen. It was really yeah, it was the bullpen that was the problem. Yeah. But the bullpen seems to have figured things out. They, they showed all the way up, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Because even if they, they even if they there. did, even if they did relinquish a lead, it was never out of reach. Mm-mm. Which, which is my thing is like you can bend as a bullpen, but you sure as heck cannot break. Right, right, yeah, and they definitely didn't break. Time. So that's true. Super cool. Yeah, Congratulations I, to the Phillies. Congratulations to Phillies fans. That's awesome. I am going to be cheering hard for the Phillies. Which Phillies player are you most thrilled for? Bryce Harper. Like, yeah. this is why he went to Philly. And I told yeah, my buddy, yeah. um, I remember I was sitting at work the day that he signed with the Phillies, and I was like, I give them, like, five years to win a World Series or they tear it all down or they trade him. And now they're never going to trade him. No, never. No, they'll retain him for the rest of his career now. Yeah, which is what the yeah. contract is you know has in store. But mm-hmm. there was you're right. There was the question mark of like, oh no, you know maybe what have we done? But now, at even now, they don't even have to win the World Series. Right, just the pennant is enough. Done. It's it's done. all worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely worth it. With the role that he plays when they're there, is like the, it's almost like we just have to get there for him, and he'll he'll help carry us the rest of the way. <laughs> it's true, and he would have done it all season had not been for that weird thumb injury. Like, well, and then he's got that elbow injury; he can't play in the, on the elbow. That's right. I forgot about the elbow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious how much he's going to have to miss next year because of Tommy. Like, if he needs Tommy John surgery, because I'm pretty sure that's what he's going to have to do. Yeah, but. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I'm just happy for Brother Harper. Like I really am. Yeah. Good for Big him. Time. Big time. Um, okay, my question for you before we move on, Brig, is will the Padres be back next year? Do you think this is a team that can make it? I don't even know if the question is to this this far because they still have to go through the Dodgers, but will they be back in the playoffs next year? Do you think Dodgers are gonna tear it all down if they're not fools? Right. So I don't know that they'll need to really like go through the Dodgers quote-unquote, like they did this year. If the right. Dodgers will smartly tear it down. So, um, mm, will the Phillies or will the Padres be back? Yeah, I could see the Padres dominating. I could also see the Padres just clenching their division next year. And uh, depending on what happens in San Francisco, because San Francisco could pull it back together if they sign Aaron Judge. And cornerstone yeah. it like that, you know, okay, it could change everything. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mm, that's a tough one because Tatis will be back and that might throw a wrench into everything, or it might be the boost they need. There's a too many variables to say at this point, Brad. <laughs> you don't want to play my game position. with me. <laughs> I'm too well informed to just jump in and say, go Padres, you know. <laughs> I, sorry i get that yeah no that's fine that's fine i do you gonna, have an opinion I, i'm gonna say they will be back because yeah. it, pretty much everybody's everybody's still gonna be there exactly you know yeah. and then you add tatis's bat and i think that there are enough guys in that clubhouse that if he starts to act out there are enough guys who are kind of had it with his crap that they're gonna put him in his place yeah I'll shut him right down yeah yeah the, yeah i don't think shenanigans are gonna be a thing next year and when he comes back and he has a problem with it, there are 
probably 29 teams in the league that would take him off their hands gladly. Yeah. Oh yeah. That could, and that, I mean, I could see that being a, a deadline trade deadline push. I mean, yeah. so he does have that big old fatty contract, right? That they do have yeah. to move. But like I said, I think there are, if not 29, there are close to that many teams that are like, we could sure use a shortstop who can hit like that. Who's playing shortstop in the uh, for the Mets right now? Let me look. Lindor. Oh, it's Lindor. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. No. Okay, because they'll spend anything. That's the that's yeah. where my brain went. Who'd spend the money? And the Mets would spend the money. You know who else would spend the money? Your Yankees. No, no, not with Volpe coming up. No, everybody's mm. everybody's too excited about Anthony Volpe. I don't think they'll do it. They're going to test. Now, in August, at the trade deadline, if Volpe hasn't worked out, then yes, that is a possibility. Because uh, the Yankees but, are always in win now. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm too, Again, I have too much information and too many <laughs> opinions to just jump right in and agree with that. But yes, that is the mentality of the organization as it stands right now. Win now, win all the time. Yes. And it has been for a long time. It just hasn't worked for a long time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But no, I, I, I like that. I like that game. And that's the question I ask myself at the end of every series. Will we see this team next year or is this like a one and done? Like a one-off, right? I don't think this Padres team's a one-off. If you ask the question either. that way, I don't think it's a one-off. Are they going to come back and win the division and end up the playoffs again? I don't know. Well, I just it's probably playoffs. Play how they do it with the expanded yeah. format? Yeah, I can see them absolutely being better. The yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the ALCS. Okay. For those of you who might be sleeping under a rock, the Astros swept the Yankees uh, four to zero. They outscored the Yankees eighteen to nine in this series, um, which is you know at first I was like, man, that's pretty low scoring, but that's I mean. They only played four games. That's about what it was with uh, with the NLCS as well. Jeremy Pena is your ALCS MVP. Seven for 17, two doubles, and two home runs. Yeah. That Big dude time is clutch. Clutch on the money home runs that were so critical. Just, yeah. I'm, like, as a Yankees fan, I'm so upset. But as a baseball fan, I'm so happy for this kid. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. So so we had that clip that we put on TikTok about Jeremy Pena, and that's gotten quite a bit of attention. And so anytime I click on it to like respond to comments, I just hear us talking about Jeremy Pena over and over again. And I'm like, he's getting to be one of my favorite non-Mariners, but I hate it because he's on a division rival. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing I do. T- same. I'm like, oh, he just has to play for the Astros, which is fine. But – yeah, as a Yankees fan, it's it sucks. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> He's one of those guys you don't want to see coming up. But it was really interesting though because Jose Altuve went three for sixteen. He snapped his zero for twenty five postseason start, which was just unreal. And then oh. you've got Jordan Alvarez, Alvarez, who was only three for fourteen. He had a double, one RBI, didn't hit any home runs. None. Not listen, Jose Altuve breaking out of his slump. At the it, for the last game is the most important part of this whole storyline. Be yeah. honest with you, because we've been saying it. If Jose Altuve can remember how to hit the baseball, it's over, and that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah, because he gets on 
as a leadoff guy, he gets off or he gets on on base, and then the guys like, behind him, he's got yeah. Pena behind him, Alvarez behind him, Bregman. Bregman right. hit that three run bomb. What was that game? What two? I think it, and was, it was game just two, yeah. insane. And I was like, Bregman of all the this is the thing rumble, about Bregman rumble. is he's like he's like I don't want to call him a slap hitter to the opposite direction because he's got he's not a slap hitter, but he'll slap it the opposite direction or he'll hit it over yeah. the tracks. And he right, to. and he did. He hit the freaking railroad tracks, yeah, above the Crawford boxes. And it was one of those like, just like you said, it's like, wait a minute, now you do that now. <laughs> timely, it's very timely. timely. But I love to hate Alex Bregman. I'm sorry, I do too. Yeah. So when it He's comes a down to it, like, player, like this is this is one of my things. Is like I don't hate the Astros because of the whole cheating thing. I hate them more as a division rival than I ever did about the cheating thing. But I think it's time for everybody to move on past that because literally Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman are the only two guys left over from that team. Yep. That's it. I'm I'm over the cheating thing. I'm right there with you. I I just I hate the Astros because they keep beating the Yankees. That's it. Oh, that's why I hate them is because they keep beating they the Mariners and their division rival. Those that's right it. there are enough to have outweighed the whole cheating thing to begin with. Right, but I think that the the feelings, the thoughts and feelings I have for Bregman and Altuve, I think they do carry over and just add points to the reasons I don't like them because of the cheating thing. I think that's right. in the bucket of reasons. I don't think it's yeah. it's not everything, right. but it's yeah, in yeah. the bucket, you know? Yeah, 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 because that's one of the things that comes down to the Alex Bregman is like he can go over an entire series and it's like you got a runner on second in the tie game in the bottom of the eighth. And it's like, yeah. Now you decide to get a hit because yeah. that's now what he it's does. it. That's, that's right. Who he is <laughs> is that he's not going to get a hit until he absolutely needs one, and then it's going to be crucial, and you're going to be gone. You're going to be out of the playoffs. He, his defense is so like straight A student. He's such an honor roll defender, but he's like a procrastinator at the plate. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're exactly right. It's like he's in detention all the time at the plate, and he's like fine. But he's an honorable student trouble. at third base. <laughs> at third base, that dude's making the dean's list. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's the baseball together version of the gold glove, is what that is. <laughs> he's getting the dean's it. list. That's amazing. <laughs> so the Yankees had their big time offensive struggles, right? And this was the one that shocked yeah. me the most is that Aaron Judge forgot to show up for the playoffs. Bro. I don't even know. Like, it's like, is he just like flat out worn out from hitting 62 home runs? Maybe just gassed. Maybe. Um, it's, it's hard to believe that somebody that large could just disappear, but <laughs> that's kind of how it feels. It's like, he says that his dad told him, he's like, you have what over 200 plate appearances a year and you can't hit 80. Yeah. <laughs> just show up and do your job. Yeah, I it blows my mind that guys like he and Stanton are that big and it doesn't go out every single time they hit it. And I understand it's hard to hit a baseball, it's hard to square it up, but they miss balls that go out. Hey Brad, the roof was open a little bit though. Well, the roof was open. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I'm switching my hat around. <laughs> Throw the tie over the shoulder. This is not. Homer Brig. This is not Yankees fan Homer Brig. 
the fact that everybody said, but if the roof wasn't open, makes me so mad as a Yankees fan. It is the largest, like, pat yourself on the back, try to feel it. This is the, this is, oh, I'm so mad because the fact that they had to rely on such a blatantly ridiculous grievance to make themselves feel any sort of good about how they performed in that game is disgusting. And it shows a systemic rot. The core is rotten in New York right now because that organization thought those were going to be good one-liners, good good sound bites at the press interviews that they're like, well, if the roof hadn't been open, then that judge home run would have got out. And I'm like, shut up and win baseball games. They even had Seve saying that. So who's sitting there and telling them, okay, you're going to go talk to the media. Here's the party line. The roof was open. Don't screw it up. <laughs> Who is in charge of this? I Is it House? Okay, I'm going to rant. Is it House Steinbrenner? Is that where the problems start? Does he just not want to win as bad as his dad did? I hate to say it, but is that the problem? Is it Aaron Boone? Okay, is Aaron Boone just lost control of the clubhouse and he doesn't know how to motivate his guys? He doesn't know how to make decisions in clutch situations? Has he completely lost the thread of which pitcher to bring in in which proper relief situation? Or is it Brian Cashman out there collecting baseball cards and not putting together a cohesive unit and spending over a billion dollars in the last handful of years in revenue, or excuse me, in in uh, payroll to put this team together that can't even freaking hit the ball in the playoffs. I, ha- I we can blame injuries all we want. We can blame uh, personnel decisions. We can we can we can say Matt Carpenter shouldn't have been in because you know he just came off the injured list and he you know he went over the whole time. You blame whatever you want. I don't care. I'm saying something in New York is rotten. It needs to be gutted and torn down. I don't care who who has to go at this point. If Aaron Judge decided to walk away right now because he has an inside track on whatever smells horrible inside the Yankees organization and has been dead for far longer than we're willing to admit, then that is just fine. He should go. Mazel tov. Be excited. I support you. Okay. That was great, Brig. That was fantastic content. Thank you very much for that. But thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, so you sent me you sent me a, a graphic that somebody had put together. I don't remember where it came from. I wish I did because it's fantastic. About the tenure of the Yankees front office personnel versus the Astros front office personnel. I did not realize that Brian Cashman has been there since the year I was born. Yes. Holy cow. Yes. That is wildly inappropriate. I'm sorry. For somebody to have a job as a GM for that long, I don't care that you had a stretch of World Series in the 90s. I don't care that you won a World Series even in 2009. You haven't made it back since. And somebody's got to do something and be like, you know what? Let's just mix it up. We'll bring in somebody fresh. Like, is he the one calling the shots over there? Is he the one? Are they waiting on him to resign or fire himself? Is that what's going on in New York? Fire himself. Brian Cashman? 
I mean, he he's could not resign, going to. Guess, Why would he? He won't. If they're like, hey, uh, would you like to leave or stay on? I would like to stay on and give myself a pay raise. Go for it. Like, is that what's going on? He makes $3 million a year. So maybe he um, hasn't gotten a pay raise since 86. Because <laughs> that's not very much for a GM. It, if I'm not mistaken, he's on a one-year extended contract. Um, that expired at the end of the season. I'm going to verify it really quick. Okay. He's been the full-time GM since 1998. Okay. He got hired. But so he's in been in the organization. Okay. So he's been right, in the organization but, since 86. All right. Correct. Um, but his current contract, let me, I got to find it. I can't find it. So, but, so it sounds it like matter. to me, it sounds like he's on his way out soon. I think like, it's a one year, year three hundred thousand dollar contract. I think. So if but I don't know if it's not this year, I think it's going to be right. next. Because well, now it's five million dollar net salary. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Anyway, anyway, he's got to go. He yeah, he's got to go, and I think that Hal Steinbrenner is seeing that that he's that he's he's trying to put together a team the old way, right? Because yeah. the old way of putting together a Yankees team was who are the best players in the league that we can pay the most money to? Because we've got all the money. Yep. And we don't have to dip into our pockets because it's all coming for TV revenue, merch sales, whatever, ticket sales, because people got our own network. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because Hal Steinbrenner is not paying hardly a penny to that, to that lineup or roster that he's got because of all the money they have coming in. So it's not an issue with as far as that goes. But that's not how you win in baseball anymore. We see it in L.A. We see it in New York. We see it on the other side of New York. We see it in Queens. That's yeah. not how you win in baseball anymore. No. Like, I don't want to say it's analytics and numbers, but it's cohesion and a team that works together and plays as a unit is what wins. And that's why the Astros win. Because, yes, they have their weaknesses here and there, but everything else makes up for it, and that's why they win. That's why they're 7-0 and in the playoffs this year. Yep. That's why they have six championships in, or four championships in the last six years. Right? Yep. That's yep. And they have, they have managers who make key, clutch, engaged decisions and who manage the clubhouse. And emotionally and intellectually it's both you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. uh it's partnerships with the team captains it's teams that have established leadership in the clubhouse where everybody knows who the buck stops with right and what you're describing brad what we're talking about is what joe tory did for the yankees organization during his tenure there and what Derek Jeter did while he was there correct we haven't seen it since yeah well, I thought it was interesting that Nestor Cortez said, if Aaron Judge comes back next year, we'll make him a captain. You mean he wasn't already a captain? He should be. He's your best player. No, the way the way that works in the Yankees organization is very different than just he's a, the captain. It's like being named a captain of the Yankees has a lot to do with a lot of other things. Well, but still, though, like it was just like. Yeah, like he's in charge of like the clubhouse. Carrot, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, and why is Nestor the one saying that anyway? Nestor has no influence over that decision. He should. He's the ace, Brig. Yeah, well. <laughs> but but this is the other problem the Yankees had. Shut up, Brad. <laughs> this is the other problem that the Yankees had is they struck out so many times. Oh, they had dude. 100 and 
the Astros had to get them out 108 times to win this series, and the Yankees struck out 50 of those. Yeah. Holy, you're not doing anything. Those are unproductive bats. 17 strikeouts in game one alone. And, and 11 then, of them were yeah. just one pitcher. Verlander got 11 of them. They What did they strike out? 13 or 14 more times in game two? Yeah. Yeah. 13 in, in game two. <laughs> yeah. Just don't even. <laughs> and then they struck out 11 times, I think, in game three. I think you're right. <laughs> like double digit strikeouts in every game is not, that's not going to win you anything. I'm and, sorry. And look. Look, the Astros didn't put together a tremendous string of base runners and then cap it off with a ball with a bomb. They don't. They don't play well-rounded small ball. I think they have I think Martin Maldonado is the only guy who can lay down a bunt in the entire organization. And that's because he's batting like a buck twenty. <laughs> Still, he can lay down an effective bunt and advance the runner over. He knows yeah. how to do that. He's the only one that knows how to do that. It's disgusting. It because the Yankees, when they're on, and I've made this clear, when this team is on, they're unbe- unbelievably good, and we've yeah. seen that. I mean, and I'm just talking offensively. Pitching's a different story when they're on. Well, they're they were they were on too, a historic but, pace earlier this year because of it. Right. All I'm saying is nobody beats this Yankees team if they can pull it together, but they didn't, and I don't know where the problem is because Rizzo is three for twelve, which is fine because he still gets hit by pitches and works walks. So the dude produces no matter what his at bat his batting average is. But yeah. then Harrison Bader is six for 15. That's almost 500. Two home He's runs. A, with two home runs and he worked two walks. Harrison Bader being the lifeblood of the entire offense right now doesn't make any sense. He's a terrific center fielder. That dude's on the Dean's list in center field, by the way. And then, unless Aaron Judge is standing in front of him, but I, I don't see how anybody can make a catch there and Judge standing in front of him. (laughs) So, so Judge, I will say this: as far as Judge being captain, he did, he did take the blame for that, and he should because that's Bader's ball all the way. That's the center fielder's ball. Judge should know that, but I think that he also has the center fielder mentality. He does. Where that's my ball, right? Which is why. Let me just say this. (laughs) <laughs> when Aaron, if and when Aaron Judge goes somewhere else, they're going to let him play center field. You watch. It'll if it's not going to be 50-50, it'll be full time. Unless he goes to Seattle, then he'll be playing right field. He's not going to Seattle. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> You're right. He's not going to Seattle. No, but no. Um, the Dodgers have already said that if if he goes to L.A., Mookie Betts is moving to the infield, which is a great decision. He started out, what is he, shortstop or second baseman? Second, base. I can't second baseman. Second base, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So. It's but awesome. He'll, he'll definitely be playing center field in San Francisco if that's where he ends up. Exactly. And, and he'll do it in Queens. Yeah. If he ends up as a Met, he'll do it in Queens. It. Yeah. They're going to let him play center field. They're going to pay him whatever he wants. They're going to do it for almost as long as he could ask for, whatever the contract length will be. And because he'll, I mean – I don't know what happened with his bat this offseason, but somebody outside the Yankees organization is going to help him figure that out. Could be. Could be. I am not yeah. happy. So I was so I had on the lineup I was going to ask you what's next for the Yankees, but I think we talked about that. 
there's got to be some changes because, like you said, there is a rotten fish somewhere in the vents, and they got to sniff it out. They got to find it. Yeah, it's because it's ticking too. It's not just a rocking rotten fish. It that thing's gonna go off. Yeah. Yep. And and You're you know right. what? You know what? I don't know. I have this. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I have this sneaking suspicion. And I'm okay. I'm gonna say it right now. And don't quote me because I have absolutely no evidence to back this up. But in 15 or 20 years or less, or whatever, I don't know. 10, 10 to 20 years, somewhere sometime in the future. <laughs> Calm down, Brig. There's going to be a tell-all book written, and we're going to figure out what's actually going on. I'm telling you. You know what's going to happen is it's going to be after Aaron Boone is no longer managing in baseball, and he's going to want to tell his side of the story with the Yankees. And then Brian Cashman is no longer going to be a GM anywhere, and he's going to want to tell his side of the story because Boone's side of the story is going to be not flattering for Cashman, I bet you. No, it won't so be. Then, yeah, I, I think you're right. Something, something, And you're right, it will be a compendium. There will be multiple. It'll be an encyclopedia of memoirs <laughs> that we will reference to get the actual story because nobody will tell the unadulterated truth. And uh, their version of it will come out, and then it will compete with somebody else's. But you know who's who I'm ready to have go away is John Sterling. I think the organization starts by sending him off. They fire Brian Cashman. They let John Sterling's last day. They get a new everything, man. They get if the clubhouse needs a puppy, I'll buy him a puppy. You know, whatever they need, we'll just you know the Mariners got a dog this year, and that seemed to really help clubhouse morale. The Yankees have a turtle. And I think go. maybe something else be a little more appropriate. Because <laughs> as soon as a turtle ends up on his back, he's in trouble. You're right. Yeah. You know You're what I'm right. saying? <laughs> Pick a better freaking mascot. Okay. <laughs> if you want a tur if you want a turtle to be the representation of the tone of your team, then you're gonna get turtle performance, man. All right. Pick a more capable inspiration. There you go. Did you have anything else you wanted to get off your chest, Melancholy Brig? <laughs> I really love Kyle Schwarber, and I am so happy for him. Good for him. Good for him. It's good for him to be back in the World Series. It'll be fun to watch. But speaking of the World Series, it starts this Friday. Every game in this series is going to start at 8.07 p.m. Eastern time. Um, but like I said, Friday night is game one, and we will be giving you all of your World Series prep Thursday night on our Thursday Night Live. Uh, don't forget to jump on and join us for that. That's going to be everywhere that we're at right now. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all of it will be super fun. Our regular Thursday night party. It'll be a good time. Um, Brig, tell them about the shop and we'll get out of here. Don't forget to jump on the shop. It's at 9plusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com. And if you want discounts on the sweet merch that we have on there, you can jump on the survey that I posted links to in the comments. Let us know what you think of what we're doing. Answer a couple of questions. 20% off immediately for no uh, further action on your part. But if you want to jump on a call and talk to Brad and I as soon as the season's over, let us know. And we will absolutely let that happen and be super excited to have you. 
for show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you think about what we're doing. You can do that in the YouTube comments. You can do that in the mailbag at baseballtogether.com. There's always a link in the description, just like there's always money in the banana stand, Brig. But baseball family, thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you next week. Actually, we'll catch you on Thursday night. How about Thursday that? Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>